is Jimmer. What do you think of that? That was really good. Welcome back to another episode of Two PTs and a Bag of Chips. One PT and another one and a bag of chips. One big bag of chips. Family sized. Family sized. That's the crab chip. We've done them before. We're doing them frozen. Yeah. That's how we roll now. But first, ankylosing spondylitis. Ankylosing spondylitis. Also Ma known as Marie Strempel's disease. And Morbus Bechterev, which is the European term for Bechterev's disease. It's all the same thing. And also spondyloarthritis, apparently. Yeah. Wasn't aware of that. But no, me neither. It's out there. It's in the, um, in the immuno... Autoimmune... Something... RA... RA disease... Spectrum. Spectrum. No, it's an inflammatory disease that affects the spine. Also the eyes, but we won't talk about that very much. The SI joint, the apophyseal joints, the costovertebral vertebral joints. I can't even speak it all right yeah, That's a good one, costovertebral joints. Yeah, it's not going well. Intervertebral disc articulations. Yes, it's, um, it's quite an impressive disease uh, as far as diseases go. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's, it's really hard to diagnose initially. Yes. Um, because, you know, as with RA and lots of other arthritic diseases, when you look for uh, the RA factor in the blood, um, when you suspect some arthritis-like issues, half of the time it's false positive, half of the time it's not there, and people have a problem. So, so just flipping a coin. And it doesn't always show up uh, immediately in x-rays. By the time you see, like, significant x-ray deformities or fusions, People have significantly progressed in their it's disease. It's pretty light. Already. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little tricky to find. So what you see is the body laying down new bone as in, in an autoimmune response. Uh, most of the time you'll see fusion between spinal segments, uh, which will cause loss of motion. Most people's first sign of pain is usually kind of SI area, tightness, discomfort, irritation, bother. Something along those lines. The big problems with this is that it can affect your rib cage expansion. If your rib cage doesn't expand, you don't breathe very well, and that is something that is hugely problematic. Uh, in uncontrolled situations or situations that are diagnosed very late, people often tend to get stuck in this bent forward posture. So from time to time, you will see someone who is what feels like 90 degrees to the ground. Extremely stooped over, yep. These are people with ankylosing spondylitis that has um, not been treated well or... Or just was misdiagnosed, right? So yeah. if, the, if the itis portion's come and gone, so the inflammatory response is gone, but the bony fusion has taken place in a uncontrolled fashion, um, then that usually ends up happening in a stooped over or flexed position. Um, ideally, if you can control the inflammatory process, you'll have less bony fusion, um, and in which case you can try to get the patient as upright as possible. So if the fusion takes place, they will be in you know much more of a straight position, which will allow for a little bit more rib expansion as well. Yeah, that's I mean that's the biggest concern is is the rib related issues. Um, certainly from a treatment standpoint. We want to work on breathing and deep breathing and, and that sort of stuff. 
other symptoms, generally speaking, worse in the morning and following inactivity. People tend to stiffen up pretty quick kind of a feeling. Uh, there could be neck pain, uh, fatigue to a slightly lesser de degree, and also night pain in the second half of sleep that wakes. That's a pretty common symptom as well in there. Symptoms often improve with activity, so a lot of individuals can, can you know, go play tennis or golf and feel great, and then afterwards feel really stiff and tight, and that also makes it difficult you know, initially to feel like it's not just related to muscle tightness and muscle fatigue and soreness. The eye stuff is sort of interesting. We'll just mention it kind of briefly. But you get some red painful eyes, some blurry vision, some severe light sensitivity. These are all things that are, are related to it. Again, pretty far outside of our skill set, but worth mentioning here. It's one of those things that, you know, you can use if you're, if you're, if you think along the line of maybe a spine problem, um, you know, that, that's a question you can ask. Uh, just like any of these mm -hmm. other autoimmune diseases will have kind of triggers, um, like MS, for example, uh, where visual problems can be a, an issue. So it just helps you. You know, the more information you have, the, the more you can whittle down to what the potential problem might be. So I think in that sense, mm -hmm. asking about the eye thing is not a bad thing. No, nope, definitely not. But... I mean, in terms of diagnosis based on eyes, I would not feel confident doing that at all. No, no, no. No. Um, as Jimmer mentioned, the, uh, the RA factors in the blood are not um, always consistent. But what you do find is there's a pretty strong genetic link, particularly related to the HLA-B28 gene. This presents in 95% of individuals who have ankylosing spondylitis. Hmm. Just because you have it does not mean you will get ankylosing spondylitis. Gotcha. So, but if you have ankylosing spondylitis, you're very likely pretty to have darn it. good chance you have HLA B28 gene. I mean, it's a correlation. It is not a BRCA2 type. Fifty percent of people with BRCA2 tool, will have <clears throat> end up with breast cancer sort of situation. But it's in that same. Range. I mean, there's obviously more and more genetic correlations being found every day, so it's interesting to know. Yep. Uh, with it, men are affected to about a 3 to 1 ratio to women, so it is much more likely in men than women. Uh, generally, there will be some sort of gradual onset beginning in early adolescence uh, through early adulthood, and that's considered the ages of 17 to 48. Never seen it in anybody that young. Um, usually it's been, the, the youngest I've had is, is mid to upper 20s. Mm -hmm. um, but usually it's, you know, 30s to 50s. Prevalence, uh, about 0.1 to 0.2% of the population. Pretty rare. So not super common. It is more common in white people than any other race as well. Other common issues are compression fractures. Now, ankylosing spondylitis appears to weaken vertebrae, which increases potential for that stooping posture as well. Um, recurrent compression fractures of the spine will obviously lead to some sort of caving in. And so that's potentially why ankylosing spondylitis is much more visually apparent in certain individuals than others. Uh, heart problems, uh, it seems to affect the aorta 
Now it causes an enlargement of the aorta, which then distorts the aortic valve. So that's also a pretty big problem. So lung problems, eye problems, heart problems, all unfortunately significantly more kind of life-altering than, than back pain in a lot of cases in this for, for these individuals. So things to certainly watch out for. In terms of presentation, it's fairly common to see flares followed up by periods of what they call remission. So similar kind of typical RA-like, right? Yeah. And also sort of MS-like, the, the, the recurring remitting sort of presentation, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, RA tends to cover a lot of these very non-specific and incredibly rare sort of diseases that don't fall in anywhere else. And so, yeah, it's a, it's not common. It, it certainly presents. And in, and in terms of treatment, uh, medications is, is one that gets often... We start with often early on, uh, and then PT-wise, the main goals are basically limit the, the, the hunching, improve uh, respiratory ability, so make sure that that rib cage does not fuse in a kind of a downward tilt, I guess is the best way to say that. Strengthening, you know, all muscles related to, to anything that attaches to the pelvis and the spine, so pretty much anything really in there. Balance stuff is always something we work on. Try to get the spine to fuse as vertically as possible. Uh, extension-based exercises, and then a lot of prone-based stuff, which is lying on your stomach, which is, again, extension-based. So those are the majority of the directions that the literature will have you go, and, and I think just common sense sort of tells you to go that way in a lot of cases as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Currently, you got, you've got one guy at the moment, I think. Mm -hmm. Older gentleman? Yes. So. Yeah. Uh, but but recently diagnosed. Yeah. Um, history of, of uh, SI problems and pain, uh, definitely over a course of about 10, 15 years. More recently, some upper back pain and issues. Um, but yeah, when we when we got to the the X-ray diagnostic part, it was pretty apparent um, that his his uh, thoracic spine was fusing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with um, you know predominantly exercises. Uh, not really, as far as pain is concerned or inflammation is concerned, that's a medication thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, function. Try to work on extension and inhalation, exhalation exercises. Mm -hmm. Yep, staying, I mean, staying active is super important. And then, you know, as we've mentioned a million times, by being careful with your posture. I mean, if it's going to fuse, really make sure it doesn't fuse into a, a more negative direction. Yeah. On a, on a fun little side note, uh, when you do uh, PT school in the Netherlands, you have to do a, a, um, an actual evaluation and treatment of, of two patients in your final exam in front of an exam board. And um, you get three shots, so you have to pass two out of three. My first one was, a, was an 84-year-old gentleman with uh, severe ankylosing spondylitis. Um, you could so, walk in a room and make that diagnosis. Huh? So yeah, the diagnosis wasn't that hard, but the the extension exercises were uh, were not very useful. So literally, what we did was just get him comfortable on his back and, and work on breathing exercises. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of followed me around ever since. I, I get I get probably one every two or three years or so. It's weird. Yeah, it's not. Not again, pretty. Prevalence common. is pretty low. Yep. So yeah, I've seen one guy in eight years with it. So not a lot, and and he was actually in for a completely unrelated reason. So <laughs> that happens too. Yeah, 
Trivia time. Trivia time. One of probably the harder trivia questions we've had. Ah, by far the silliest, but also probably the hardest somehow. So from Scooby-Doo, what is Shaggy's real name? We didn't get a single guess this week. <laughs> That's nobody, what happened. Nobody gave us anything. Nothing at all. Not a lot of Scooby-Doo followers, Apparently I guess. Scooby-Doo is not as big as maybe I thought it could be. Maybe it used to be. Maybe yeah. it should be. But Norval Rogers... Yeah. Is Shaggy's real name. I'd go with Shaggy, too. Yeah, so apparently Norville comes for money, and we didn't know. It's a bit of a trust fund baby, that guy. Really? Yeah. I thought it was more like Glenwood Third or... Yeah. yeah, how many Norvilles do you know? Uh, none, other than Shaggy, no. But I, guess, I guess Norville becomes Norv. Huh? Uh, I know Orville. Orville, yeah. Yeah, He's a red popcorn dude. Guy. Yeah, it's okay. This week's question, hopefully you've been paying attention... <laughs> Which dinosaur's name translates to fused lizard? Uh-huh. That should be an easy one. It's that giveaway. T- it's very topical. Come on, send them in. Very, very topical this week. Chip time. We've got Frozen Utz the Crab Chip. Compliments of Linda Payne. Thank you very much, Linda. We've done these before. That's why we froze them. Uh, they did pretty well. I think we both gave them, gave them two thumbs each. Yeah, I think so, uh, we both like the Chesapeake Bay crab seasoning. We certainly do. Uh, chip to ratio, 40%. This is the family size, so we're going to enjoy this all week. Well, I poured out a little bit too many, so we may enjoy most of it all day right now. They're not even cold anymore. They've been in the freezer for like a week and a half. Huh. Um, yeah. What happened? Oh. Maybe it's too hot. Maybe the freezer's not working. They've been out for 12 minutes. Um, ah, I still like them. They're delicious. Flavor is so good. Chip is thin. you got to eat like three or four th- chips at a time yeah. to make it. Um, chip is thin, but it's not like not crunchy. It's still crunchier than like your average Lay's or... Yeah. Um, but the seasoning is so good. Yeah. A little peppery... Paprika. Yeah. Delicious. Salty. Still two thumbs up. We're going to have to put these back in the freezer and then try it again later. I know. It's kind of, I'm surprised. Um, maybe we've been talking too much. Maybe. No sauce effect like we had on the Voodoo. No. Or that, that Maybe kinda, it doesn't work with this chip. Maybe it doesn't work, yeah. Um, oh. delicious. Yeah, yeah good. Really solid. Two thumbs up. I was yeah, I was hoping for the sauce effect that we had with the yep. with the um, zaps, but alas, we'll try it again later. We'll let you know next week we'll if it worked again. or not. Hey, still worth the effort, right? Thank you for listening today. Next week we will be interviewing Mo Eduardo Fialos, who is technical coordinator for the CU bus volleyball team. He's also just a uh, a nice guy and a friend of the clinic for quite a while. Yes. We will be That's reviewing Zap's Hotter and Hot Jalapeno. Are they going to be frozen too? No, no, oh. no. We've never done these. Oh, I thought you said repeating. No, no, no. Reviewing. Reviewing. My bad. Yeah, yeah. No okay, good. I was going to say there's not going to be enough room in the freezer. Nah. This well, bag's going to go back. Plus there's like a frozen bread thing in there still. Yeah, that's probably mine, I think. Or is it yours? I don't think it's mine. Maybe it's jeans. That's why it's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Nobody, Nobody wants it. No, it was one of those fundraiser bread things. Yep. I guess I know where it's going. It's a guy on the street. 
Right. If you liked today's episode, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about ankylosing spondylitis, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting a number of things over the course of this week. More, if you need more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.